Well, I'm excited to be here. I love being on campus with the students, and I love to serve on this team. And so uh, we'll read through this later, but I just want to share a verse, and this is 2 Corinthians 4, 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not out of us. And what's wonderful about this is there's a lot that is shown right here. And in Romans, if you go to Romans 9, 21 and 23, you don't have to do it now, but I could give you these verses later. But it also says that God is the potter and we are vessels. Some he has formed to be vessels of honor and some that he has formed to be vessels of dishonor. And there's a reason why that I'm sharing this is that we are all actually vessels. And a vessel is something that's not an instrument, right? It's not a tool. Uh, I have a trade. I rent a business building homes. And in building homes, we just had many tools, uh, many instruments for measuring, uh, fastening material together, applying material on different things. And so these are different, right? And you'll have an understanding of this, but then there's also vessels that I have. And the difference between these two is the vessels I put things in and the instruments or tools I did things with. But here it doesn't say that God has made you a tool or an instrument. It says that he made us a vessel. We're not instruments or tools initially, right? And so, uh, but it's very interesting, this word vessels, not by itself, there's a qualifier before it, and that vessel is actually earthen. But why does it say earthen? Well, we need to look at Genesis. In Genesis, we see Adam. Well, where did Adam come from? Well, Genesis 2-7, it shows that God formed man from the earth, right? So Adam was earthen. And actually, the word Adam means red clay. So he was red clay. And clay is actually what a potter would use to create vessels, bowls, uh, plates, different things to put plants in. You could use vases or various uh, things. So it literally means red clay. But there was something else. God wanted Adam to enjoy something. It was something that Adam was to do in the garden. And so here we could see something very interesting. Does anyone know uh, what Eden means? The Garden of Eden? Has anyone ever heard before? Maybe it has a meaning? Actually, it means pleasures. So God took man out of the earth and put him in a garden of pleasures. But what did he want man to do? He said, don't eat that tree, but eat that tree, basically. He didn't say it literally. He alluded to it by all these trees you could eat, but don't eat that one. But he placed them in front of two. So we could say God is like trying to hint something to this man, Adam. So we could see Adam as something formed out of the dust of the earth, placed in an area where he could receive something within him. And so we could see that he was a vessel to contain something within him, right? But this tree, what was it? It was a tree of life. We have the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We don't need to spend any time on that one. But you have another tree, which is the tree of life. But what does the Bible say in the New Testament? Well, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. This is John 1, 4. Who's him? This is Christ. In Christ was life. And so that tree 
which was a tree of life, actually signified Christ as life. So we could see that God's original intention was that man as a vessel would receive Christ as life into his being. Isn't that awesome? That's amazing. And that's all the way in the book of Genesis, and we're seeing it all the way into the New Testament. Well, how can I say this, right? That is quite a large, a large uh, assumption, right? It's very large. Well, we can see that here is a, a, a vessel, right? So here we have uh, this vessel right here, and this vessel has a label on it. And this is actually a cleaner. It's an alcohol antiseptic. Right? So I, that's what is contained within it, and it actually says it on it. But there's another vessel there. It says nothing. So how would I know what goes in that vessel? Well, I don't know. It just says hydro flask. So I could technically, it's useful to put whatever I want into it. But this one is specifically labeled for a purpose. Well, we see bottle, uh, you know, uh, bottles have Coke. Pepsi, water, they all have a label. Well, Genesis 1.26, it doesn't say, and God made man with an image, and God made man with a likeness. That would be like this hydro flask here that has no uh, specifier of what it is supposed to contain. But God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. So we can see that us as vessels actually have a label on us with what we are supposed to contain, right? It's clear. It is clear. It is right there in the Bible. So us as vessels, you know, the moment that we, this is interesting, all vessels have an opening, right? So we could fill it here, here. They all have an opening. Do you know you have an opening to your vessel? And that opening is actually your mouth. So the moment that someone confessed that Jesus is Lord and their Savior, they believed into Him, God has come into Him as life. And Colossians 1.27, this is Christ in you, right? So Christ is the content of your vessel. But this is very interesting. But here it says we have... That verse out of 2 Corinthians 4, 7, we just talked about earthen vessel. But it says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. You guys ever look up uh, Greek and Hebrew? So this word treasure is actually a noun and it's personified, right? So the word treasure is a noun. It's somewhat personified, but it literally means a place where Precious items are placed. A place where precious items are stockpiled. So this treasure that we have within us is a location where many precious things are put. And that place has been put inside of you. A fragile earthen vessel. You have a spot within you where a place is where many treasures have been placed. Wow. That is actually what is in us. So when someone called uh, 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 God as a treasure came into them, but it's very interesting, where did he go, right? So we need to know where did he go? 
Well, he went into our spirit, right? Uh, he went into our spirit, and he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. You know, that's 1 Corinthians six seventeen. Our spirit is a vessel, and that vessel was immediately filled. It was immediately filled. And so, uh, uh, but God just doesn't want your vessel of your spirit immediately filled. Have you two ever heard of man has three parts? Have you ever heard of that? So there's a, there's a verse. It's pretty wonderful. And I don't have to stand. We're all here together. So we could see that here is you, right? Right there's you. So these are all vessels, but it's one big vessel with three parts. So here's God, right? The moment that someone called on the name of Jesus Christ, right? God as life in Christ has come into your spirit and has completely filled it up, Amen. right? So this becomes that verse, Christ in you, Colossians 127, Christ in you. So Christ is actually contained within you, but he has come in here. But see, there's something else that is on God's heart that goes beyond all of this, is that this treasure trove of riches that is contained within us, it doesn't need to stay the same. It's like you have this massive savings account. We don't just want it to stay the same. We need it to increase and we need it to grow. But if your spirit is already 100% filled, how can you grow and increase? Now, remember, I shared that man has a uh, man has a part within him that is the opening to the vessel. Well, that is his mouth. And so I want to share some. This actually ties in to Adam in Genesis where he was in the Garden of Eden. What was that vessel charged to do in the Garden of Pleasures? He was charged to eat. His mouth, right? What did Jesus say? John 6, 57. He who eats me shall live because of me. I mean, it doesn't get better than this. When we take Jesus in as our food, you know the disciples, and there are some, they're like, well, you can't eat his flesh. Right? You guys are crazy. And they left. But he said, you know, the disciples were like, you have the words of life. He says, I speak to you. The words I speak are spirit, right? Our spirit. Now, I'm paraphrasing for the point, but you can read John 6. It's so powerful. And so when we receive Christ as spirit by our mouth, calling on his name, he comes into our vessel here. But not only so, there's another vessel that is this right here. And this vessel is where God wants to increase, right? Vessels need to increase. Now, you guys know in Genesis, it says that God formed man out of the dust of the earth. I think Genesis 2, 8 or something. And he says, he breathed breath into man. And it says he became a living soul. So what happened was man was formed as a vessel then he put this little vessel within him called a spirit. And all of a sudden, another vessel just appeared, a soul. 
was almost like a chemical reaction. You mix two chemicals and something else comes. That was his soul. Well, his soul was another spirit, right? And that soul, which is here, is actually called our heart, our psychological heart. It's where you have your thinking. You're able to love and hate. You're able to laugh. You have a desire to pursue after something. That all comes right here. But this is what God wants right here. And this is a vessel. You know, Ephesians uh, 4.14 actually says that we may grow up into him. But you're a full-grown man. Christ, can he grow? He's already vast and unlimited. But how can God grow and you grow? Well, he grows by increasing. Remember the treasure trove? How do you get treasures to increase? More treasure. God is our treasure. And if we want more God, we just increase in this. If this is full, well, we need more reserves, more space. And so actually it increases in here. And so this is actually how we increase the treasure trove. But... So we get into this aspect here. Paul was actually suffering a lot. I mean, death was coming upon him. Weakness was coming upon him. So he realized that his body, right here is his body, was earthen. It was weak. It was fragile, right? It was fragile. It was weak. And it was earthen. But here was a power, right? So when he realized how weak he was here, 2 Corinthians reveals that the power of God was able to tabernacle over him, right? The power was manifested in weakness. So I had this experience when I was in college. I had this experience where I had some classes that were so hard so hard. I realized how weak I was. And I realized how fragile I was, how incapable I was. But you know what? I did not trust in this earthen vessel. I began to trust in the power of God that was within me. When I began to trust in this, then it was manifested. And you know what? That manifestation illuminated the knowledge of Jesus Christ and it shined forth and it shined forth into other people and then they they began to know Jesus Christ so I mean there's just so much to unpack in 2nd Corinthians chapter 4 but I think this matter of of the vessel is vitally important we are a vessel and the content and our label says God so our content should be God But what do we fill ourselves with? Entertainment, football, uh, fame, money, popularity, TikTok, social media, whatever it is, we fill this vessel. All those things actually begin to corrupt and cause us to live more like this, which we actually live more in failure. But if we forget about this and we turn to the power, then God is able to shine forth from us. 
And then actually, our weaknesses manifest the power of God. 